Yo, yo, welcome to Crypto 101. This is Matthew Aaron, and today we're going to talk about mining. What is mining? But before we talk about mining, I just want to tell you about my week in trading. And the past week or two, the market has been just a little bit, a little bit cranky. You know, Bitcoin has been down, been down to maybe around, what, 3,500 or so. And, you know, all the altcoins are down. And, you know, it's just been hard for anybody who's bought into Bitcoin, say, you know, when it was around 4,500 or up to 5,000 or any altcoins at that time, because the market was just so healthy, you know, and, and bulling so hard that a lot of us are probably holding some bags right now. I am one of those guys who are, are holding some bags. And I did trade during the uh, downward trend that we, we saw for, you know, a, a couple weeks. And I made, made a little money. Um, I made a little bit, bit of money on, on Quantum, uh, trading between 10 and $15, how it was just, you know, kind of, you know, bounce around in there for a while. And now that it's down <laughs> to around 9 10 bucks right now, I'm actually holding some bags at a little bit of a loss. I also made some trades with OK Cash as it was, you know, bulling there for, you know, I had a huge bull run for a while and made some money there um, and then over traded and only came up with a $24 profit. And then I lost on Edgeless and Trig, which I think I mentioned in my podcast. So I'm holding bags and I'm officially down a couple hundred bucks and I don't know, maybe $500 on edgeless and trig but i just had a big payoff the other day and i'm very happy that it worked out well and i just wanted to share my experience with you so that if you are holding bags and the coins are down and you're you know in the hole you can be proactive you can take a risk or you could just hold and things could work out for the best so i was holding gas and i think i mentioned again in one of the podcasts that i bought about Mm, 100 gas or so at $30 and it was almost the all-time high I think it went up to after I bought it up to 32 and then it went down and it's been sitting at you know 10 9 8 7 dollars even went down to six dollars at one point a couple weeks ago and so I was holding you know from three thousand dollars investment to six hundred dollars and that's depressing guys I'm just straight up is depressing. So what I did is I bought in and I doubled up, no, I'm sorry, I tripled my coin buying in at, you know, around $8, $9 and so. Just the other day, I did a little bit of a surge and I came out and I was, I'm on, I'm on top. It just, you know, shows me that, you know, with a little bit of patience, a little bit of optimism that you don't have to make, you know, returns after, you know, 24 hours or, you know, a week of just putting your money in there. Sometimes you just have to hold. Sometimes you just have to sit back and just, you know, let it be or invest more money, make your break even go down and give yourself a little bit of a better opportunity to break even or make a little money. You know, with some of these coins, for example, Ripple, I haven't even seen profit on Ripple since I bought it. You know, I bought it high. I bought it at 25 cents and it went up to 28 cents. I don't even call that a profit, even though it's 10 percent gains or 12 percent gains. I don't count that as a profit because it was it's just not enough for me <laughs> so i'm still holding if it went to 28 i'm not selling i'm just let it go down and let's see what happens you know but you know if you are holding something that is you know not looking too healthy right now 
and there's instability in the market. And if you're holding, say, Quantum, which, you know, the whole China thing, you hear that they're relocating their offices to Denver or whatever, just keep holding or buy more low to make your break even go down. And then just wait to see what happens because one day you're going to wake up and it might be nine bucks right now, but it could be 16 when you wake up the next day. And you're just like, finally. But remember to have a plan. And I almost messed up. My plan with gas was to get out at 20. And I saw it at 27 when I woke up the other day. And I was like, is it going to go up higher? Now, of course, my plan was to sell at uh, 20, but now it's 27. I want to stay in and get more money. But thanks to my support in one of the group champs that I'm in. Uh, actually, I think it was my brother again. He's just like, dude, just get out. What are you doing? And I did. And I'm really happy because about a half hour to an hour later, it went down 10%. So just a little bit of uh, optimism, encouragement for anybody who's holding some bags right now. And you put in 100 bucks, and now it's 30 bucks. Just wait. Things are going to get better. All right, now into our episode. <laughs> what is mining? If you recall back to our proof of work, proof of stake episode, I had an example of a box getting delivered to my house with a code on top. And let's call that box a block. Now that code on top is like an old briefcase. You know, the old briefcase where you had three digits, you kind of could flick them around zero to nine. With that three digit code, there's a thousand different combinations you can have. A thousand different combinations if you tried one every second, then it would be a maximum of 16 minutes to open the block. So the act of doing this code on top of this box that we have is mining. And every time you try a new code and try to figure out this problem, what you're doing is you're verifying the network. You're verifying transactions. So imagine every time you tried 001, that action verified a transaction, okay? Now, what are the rewards for verifying these transactions? The reward is to finally open the lock and get the Bitcoin that's inside this box. Now, the other one are the fees, the transaction fees in general. So, you know how when you send Bitcoin from, say, your Bittrex to your Coinbase so you can cash out, it charges you 0.0001 Bitcoin or whatever it is right now, depending, it's variable. But you also can get a, little, a percentage of that transaction fee for helping verify these transactions. So those are the two rewards. Now, if you are flipping through this code, this code knows that the average time, now the block that we're talking about that we have with the three digit code on top, if you're flipping through this code, the, the algorithm for this code knows that it would take you on average eight minutes to get into this box because the most is 16 minutes. And by just probability, it will average out to be right in the middle. Sometimes it'll take you 16, sometimes it'll take you two minutes, sometimes it'll take you eight minutes, sometimes it'll take you five minutes. But after all said and done, you keep working through this thousands of times, it will just average out to pretty much right in the middle. And so it knows this. This is called a hash rate. And this hash rate is decided by an algorithm. And your ability to flip through the numbers at one number per second, one choice per second, is your hashing power. 
So remember, you're a miner. The hash rate is the time the algorithm sets that you can get into that block, which in this case is going to be 16 minutes maximum. And my power to get into that block, to do the calculations, my hashing power is one second per choice. Now, what if I invite 100 of my friends over? And now they all have different hashing power. My one friend from down the street, he comes over and he can do a choice every tenth of a second. So that means 10 choices per second. I do one, one a second. My other friend does 20 a second. My other friend does 100 per second. They all have better hashing power to work on these calculations to get into the box. Is the algorithm going to allow there just to be three numbers when there's 100 people working on it? So it can go down to, say, eight seconds to get into a block? No. It's going to keep adding the difficulty, keep adding, say, these fictitious numbers, four numbers, five numbers, six numbers, seven numbers. So you have a string of seven digits you have to figure out to get into the block, to get the reward, to make sure the time stays on average, say, eight minutes. So this is what mining is. Mining is doing calculations at a certain rate, depending on your hashing power, to try to get in to get the reward. And the faster that you operate, the more chance that you have is to get the, the big reward, which is the big coins or the light coins or whatever coins that you're trying to mine. And of course, the more calculations you're doing, the more transaction fee rewards you're getting because you're approving more transactions. Now that you have 100 people over, they see that you're making money doing this and it's very profitable. And it's very profitable because even, even though you're slow at one second per choice, per calculation, and your friends are coming over here with 20 seconds per calculation, they're making more money. Well, now you have these professionals coming in to try to try to get it at 40 calculations per second, then 100, and then 1,000, and then 10,000, and then a million. And then you see where we're going with this. Because the faster you are at doing these calculations and approving and verifying these transactions in the blockchain and adding these uh, transactions to the to the ledger, the more rewards you're going to get. When Bitcoin started, you were able to mine with your CPU. And this is just your computer. This is just whatever's in your computer. And then they went to GPU. And then they went to um, ASIC. And actually, there's a little one in the middle. It's FPGA mining as well. And I don't know if it's a little one. I'm just going to call it a little one because it's not my one of my main focuses right now. But what you were is you are the original guy we talked about doing a transaction a second was your CPU. And then it went to GPU. And now that we are increasing the speed of the mining, the algorithm is now increasing the difficulty. So the numbers on top of our box is getting longer and longer and longer. And now it's like 13, num 13 numbers long, 14 numbers, 15, because we're increasing the speed of which we can do it, the amount of people that are trying to get into each block and the amount of transactions that are going through. So if you listen to my What Gives Cryptocurrency Value a couple episodes ago, you'll see that the mining, the algorithms, the supply and demand, um, of course, the electricity that goes into mining, your basic cost of trying to be, be profitable in mining is one aspect that gives cryptocurrency value. Now that we are going into the speed, so I'm a CPU, and now they're, they're using GPUs and ASEC. What is the difference? Why is CPUs not as good as a GPU? Why is a GPU not as good as an ASIC? 
First, it's their hashing rate. It's the way that they, how much they process and how much they're able to process per second. And this is usually calculated in kilohashes, mega, giga, tera, and petahashes. And as you can see, they keep going up and you keep adding um, three zeros at the end of each of them. Why is a GPU better than a, a CPU? Now, a CPU, think of a bunch of smart people, say a group of 10, that can do almost anything. If you tell them to build you a car, they'll be like, mm, build, build a car? Yeah, I'm going to build a car. So what do we need? And they all get together and they tell you to build a car. And then you say, okay, the car's built. Now let's make a movie. So they set up a set and they get cameras out and they talk about lighting and direction and, and themes and plots and, and they make a movie. Because they're smart people. They can do these things. They, they, they can figure it out. Well, this is your CPU. The CPU is very good at doing everything. It can run your OS. It can open up your GarageBand. It can open up your iTunes. It can run Word. It can, and it has a, it has a systematic way of doing this. It says, okay, well, the, the user wants to do all these things. Okay, I'm gonna put it in my order. Let's start doing all the things that I can. But that's what it's good at. It do, it's good at doing a lot of different things. It's smart. Now, a GPU, on the other hand, is like a lot of people good at one thing. It's kind of like instead of asking those 10 people to build a car from scratch, it's kind of like putting 100 people on an assembly line saying, okay, the car is going to start here with a chassis and you're going to put wheels on it and a frame and, and, or, or you know the, the top and the doors and the windows and all that stuff. By the end, we're going to have a car. And the guys are like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm the tire guy. I put on the tires, put on the tires, put on the tires, put on the tires. And they're very good at just doing one thing. They're not smart. They're, they're not relatively smart, but they're really good and they're trainable to do one thing. Well, that's a GPU. And now an ASIC processor is more like taking the guys off of the assembly line and putting in robots. Now, these robots are designed specifically for building cars. Can you build a tractor with this robot? Okay, well, it's more like a car. <laughs> can, can you build, I don't know, board games with these robots? No, designed to build car cars. And it's designed and programmed to build specific cars on a specific assembly line doing specific things. Now, these are your ASIC processors. There are ASIC, ASIC chips in circuitry. They're designed specifically for specific tasks. Litecoin miners, Bitcoin miners. Just a little bit of history for you before we keep moving on. Did you know the first public ledger, the first blockchain was started on January 3rd, 2009 at 6.15 p.m.? That was the first recorded block transaction and the reward was 50 new Bitcoins to its creator. That would have been a hell of a payday in today's money. All right, back to the episode. Where was I? So in summary, there is CPU mining, which is not done with Bitcoin anymore. There are coins that do use CPU mining, such as Virium. You can mine straight from your computer. Uh, there's GPU mining, which is probably the majority right now. Um, and the difference between CPU and GPU is GPU is more specific. They are good at doing one task a lot of times rather than being very smart and doing being able to do anything. And ASIC, A-S-I-C, Application Specific Integrated Circuit, is designed specifically for that one task. Mining Litecoin. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. And they are very, very fast at doing just that. Now you're probably saying they're like, okay, so if I have a hashing power of, you know, a mega hash, and there's people out there with, you know, many thousands of times the hashing power that I have. How am I going to find a block? Well, you're right. You might not. And that's why they've created pools. Pools are because individuals found that they are working for months without finding blocks and receiving any rewards for their mining efforts. So this made mining somewhat of a gamble. To address the variance in the income of the miners, miners started these pools so they can share the rewards evenly. So you can have a bunch of people mining thing to increase their hashing power. And then if they find the blocks for this pool then they, they share the rewards. And there are huge mining pools out there. And some of the biggest mining pools is Ant Pool at number one. Uh, they are maintained by Bitmain. We'll go into Bitmain in a little bit. And it's a Chinese-based mining pool, and they mine about 15% of all the blocks. There's F2 Pool, or Discus Fish. <laughs> I like that name. It's also based in China. And they mine about 12% of, of the blocks. There's Bitfury, which is also about 12%. But it's private and it can't be joined. BTCC, also China, about 7% of all the blocks, and via BTC. Um, so these are the big uh, mining pools around the world, the top five, and you can see most of them are coming from China. And in the community, there's a lot of debate and discussion if, as to if this is a good thing. There's a couple of things that are always coming up on people's you know, radars. Number one, ASIC mining. Is it a good thing? So I was talking to a developer today, actually, before this episode, because I was really confused. Why is it a bad thing? And he said that it is taking the average person out of the mining competition. So before, what you could do is you can have a GPU. Say if you bought a computer, a gaming computer with a, with a good GPU, you can start mining with that or even a CPU. But then it moved to GPU because, you know, the hash rates became and the algorithms became more difficult and you needed more power to become profitable because of the energy you're, you're expending to run your computer so with the asic is now it's specialized hardware that costs a lot of money and you have to and you have to purchase it from a supplier that at this point in the game might be out of the out of the gear for example go to bitmain and you can find their uh l3 litecoin miner and it costs about 2500 bucks now, that's just in this market. Now, the price is definitely variable, which they will increase the price if it's more profitable to mine Litecoin. So you could see it go to 3000 4000 even 5000 for this miner. Now, that price is the average person out. Now, is this miner worth it? If the market stays strong, yes, because it's mining very efficiently. Yet, not many people are going to be able to put 5000 or $2,500 even 
down on something that's going to generate 75 bucks a day. Uh, an L3 miner, I calculated, will generate around 75 bucks a day, which is good money if the price of the coin stays strong and if you can get your hands on one of them. Of course, this is relative to how much money you're going to spend on electricity as well. A lot of people are trying to design their coins around GPU and CPU mining. Now, how do you do that? A coin is mineable with a CPU, a GPU, or ASIC mining based off of the algorithm that they use. So in the links in the description, as always, you'll find many links uh, for not only Bitmain, but for example, you can find whattomine.com. Now, whattomine.com is pretty interesting because you can see all of the different algorithms that these coins, these mineable coins are using and how they pay off. And if you can mine them with a GPU or you can mine them with a with ASIC or both, and you can see the different profitability of using one or the other. And so it's it's very it's very insightful to see what how much the algorithm, how much these the way that the coin is built important to mining and how you are going to make a profit. And they want you to be profitable because you maintain the network. Yet they also need it to be difficult so it maintains value, uh, supply and demand. And not everybody's just running around with billions of coins. So it keeps, you know, their coin keeps uh, value. So it's a very, very difficult balancing act. Another problem about mining and these huge mining pools is the 51% attack. Now, this is really interesting because it is one of those things that everybody says that is a possibility, but everybody plays it off as it, it is probably not likely to happen. So a 51% attack can be done by huge mining pools or by a government entity. And this is by controlling 51% of the mining of the transaction verification. And what does this do? This allows them to make the decisions of the network because they are the majority. So if they want to approve tra transactions, they can because they're majority. If they want to deny transactions, they can. If they want to double transactions, say pay for different things with, diff with the same Bitcoin, they can because they're doing the approving. And if they want to rewrite the ledger, they can because they are the majority. So this will definitely destroy any blockchain that possibly 51% of the miners control. So this is why decentralization is such an important aspect of maintaining a blockchain. When people ask what is better, centralized or decentralized? That is a very important question because centralized means that you're going to have a very big system working on maintaining transactions, maintaining the blockchain, and it can be created and built in a way that's efficient and fast for the network. On the other hand, you're giving the majority of the power to, to a centralized entity, which could or could not be in the interest right now or in the future of the blockchain, which they could be in the interest of the blockchain right now, but not in the future. And lastly about mining, it's the halving. And this could have probably came in the beginning. And it happens roughly every four years for Bitcoin and Litecoin. For example, the reward now for Bitcoin is 12.5 Bitcoin reward for opening and finding the block. Now, that's different from, say, early 2016, even last year, when it was 25 Bitcoin reward. On the other hand, Litecoin is 25 Litecoin reward right now, and it will have in 2019. Now, there's a cool little website called BitcoinBlockHalf.com. Link is in the description. 
and you can see when they're all going to have. Now let's talk about the year. I think that's the last bit. Okay, so we know about mining. We know what it does. We know that you can make money doing it. As of right now, the best way to do it is to get a GPU, a very good GPU, coming from one of the bigger processing companies like uh, AMD or an ASIC miner from Bitmain or some of these other companies. And you're going to find different problems with either of them. With a GPU, it's okay, but it's not going to be as fast or as, as efficient as, say, an ASIC miner that is specifically designed and bought just to mine. Now, a GPU can be resold because what we're having is we're having a shortage of GPUs for gamers. As gamers would rely on GPUs and good GPUs to process the video information for their games, their online games or their, you know, their PC gaming experience. So if you use a GPU and you find a GPU that is profitable and has a has, has power to be profitable without destroying you on electricity costs, you can use that and then probably resell it to a gamer because they're hurting for them. On the other hand, an ASIC miner, you can't. Once you buy it, it's done. And you, you use it until its life is up or they people change protocols or the algorithms change or they come out with something that is or the hash rate becomes too difficult and they came out with new miners to keep up with the difficulty, then you it's, it's obsolete. You're not going to be able to resell it. Maybe 50 bucks for parts or something, they could do something with it. Somebody that's a lot smarter than I am can turn it into something. But generally speaking, it is obsolete. However, nowadays, these companies that are specializing in manufacturing GPUs are now specializing in manufacturing GPUs that are specific for mining. For example, the new Radeon GPUs are specifically designed for mining and they have no video display outputs, which is what they're doing is they're streamlining their GPU to be able to mine more efficiently using less energy and with higher hash power or more hash power. But what happens is, is the resale value is now non-existent because the people who wanted these GPUs in the first place are not able to buy them and use them for the purpose that they, they want, which is gaming. These companies that are like AMD um, are getting around 20% of the revenue now from selling GPUs to miners. The problem with this is, now let's say you're building GPUs and you hope that the Bitcoin ecosystem and industry maintains profitability and it is not in a bubble because if the bubble collapse the price of bitcoin goes down the price of litecoin coin goes down the price of dash goes down and now people are having you know big hash power <laughs> to mine the coins that are not profitable so they stop using it they stop using these huge rigs and system that takes a lot of energy and they go back to you know using crappy gpus or even cpus because it's not profitable any other way. Now, of course, if everybody stopped using these big uh, rigs, then the algorithm will change the difficulty to be easier. And so you see there's a cyclical system. So now nobody wants these GPUs after the bubble pops, but they're not used for gaming anymore. But they're just specifically for mining. So now these big companies have made this gamble of investing lots of money into making GPUs specific for mining that they can't use. So therefore, they also can't resell. So their customer base disappears. The miners don't use the GPUs because they don't need 
anything that fast and that uses that much energy anymore because it's not profitable. And the gamers are gone because they couldn't use those processors and you're not making anything for them anymore. So they left. So now the companies are are left with their, what, what is it, your wings hanging out? Because they have a huge investment in GPUs that nobody can use anymore. So they're gambling on the crypto market. It's quite interesting because I didn't know how much the cryptocurrency industry creating such a huge demand for niche products. And if you go and look into more in depth about mining and more in depth about um, the products or the hardware, even the software that's involved, you find all of these interesting websites, websites like calculating the, your profitability for specific coins, websites to buy mining rigs and gear, build your own coding, all these different niche aspects that are created around mining Bitcoin for the most part or these other coins that are currently profitable. If this is a bubble and this does disappear and doesn't go to a trillion dollars, you're going to see a huge ripple effect through the whole market and through the whole economy. It's quite interesting to see how deep this rabbit hole goes. After doing the research for this episode, I am almost inspired to become a mining hobbyist and I am probably going to buy myself a Bitmain miner. I found one in Taiwan where I am located. I found an L3 to mine Litecoin. And now I think I'm going to buy it. I'm going to set it up. It's loud as hell. I hope I can figure out how to do it in an apartment building. Um, if not, I'm going to have to stash it somewhere. Electricity is pretty cheap in Taiwan. So I think that's going to be pretty profitable. And I will update you once I get it, how I set it up and all that whole process. It's kind of expensive here. It's about 3500 bucks. But if it can generate what the calculations say, which is about $75 a day, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to take that risk and keep you guys updated to how my Litecoin mining is doing. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Crypto 101 can be found on Facebook, SoundCloud, Tumblr, Crypto 101, Instagram, Crypto underscore 101, and Twitter, Crypto underscore underscore 101. Also on YouTube, if you want to listen from YouTube, Crypto 101. And you can send me an email at crypto.101 at outlook.com. That's crypto.101 at outlook.com. And just a reminder, you can send in anything you want. Send in music that's yours. I'd love to play it on the show. Send me an email just to say what's up. Hey, hey, like the show or hey, don't like the show. Both are okay. And just a reminder that we are looking for people to help Crypto 101 grow. I think that we might have a blog writer and I'm very excited about this. So if you are interested in joining the Crypto 101 team, send me an email. Uh, let's hop on a chat discuss it really quick, see what we can do, and come and join join the team. Cryptocurrency today is at $135 billion market cap. Again, everybody's saying that Bitcoin is going to go to $500,000 of Bitcoin, which, guys, that's impossible. It's not going to go to $500,000 of Bitcoin. But it could go to $10,000, and it could go to $20,000, and then you're going to see that $1 trillion market cap. And Crypto 101 wants to be part of that. All right, and finally, the music for today is a rather 
I think totally opposite. <laughs> I was just, I don't know why, but I'm having one of those moods today. And the, and the music today, the first song is called Memory Day by Michael Mooney from the album Another Words Son. This was also sent by Peter Van Umflank. And the last song is Coal Miner's Daughter by Loretta Lynn. Thank you very much. Crypto 101, Matthew Aaron. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.